0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today.
1: The Minnesota Vikings set a new bar for NFL comebacks. The Giants leaned on their defense to keep them firmly in the playoff hunt, although it looked like we might be headed for another tie. And the Jaguars remain in the playoff picture thanks to Trevor Lawrence's heroics. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the camp not miss stories and biggest debates in sports, you're locked on sports today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. It was over. At halftime of Saturday's tilt between the Colts and the Vikings, it was over. Indianapolis was up 33 to nothing. No team had ever come back from a 33 to nothing halftime lead <laughs> until the Minnesota Vikings did in one of the craziest games you will ever see. It was ridiculous. 39 to 36, the final in overtime, the Vikings pull it out. Joining me now from Lockdown Vikings, Luke Braun and Luke. This is a Vikings team that has certainly had a lot of questions raised about it. I may have raised some of those questions myself.
2: <laughs> so when you, you get some tweets to delete.
1: Yes. When you, when you go back and look at this game, what will stand out to you more? The first half when they are getting their butts kicked or the second
2: half where they are doing the butt kicking. I, I think if you're trying to make sense of the Vikings, which is the ultimate folly, don't try to make sense of the Vikings. Just <laughs> like, that's, that's like trying to understand that what's makes happening you Sisyphus, Doesn't it just putting the, yeah. pushing the rock up the hill every day? It's like trying to understand what's inside a black hole. All you can do is let Christopher Nolan make movies about it. Um, But if you want to try to have an actual take here, the second half was a lot more like normal play. The first half was defined by punt block touchdown and a pick six. And these are bad things that happen, but they're not things that are going to happen to you every quarter. Right. Right. Um, And they're not things that are going to happen to you every game. Lots of fluky stuff. The defense was set up with a bunch of short fields because the Vikings went for fourth downs. I think they started kind of forcing the issue a little bit, going for a couple of fourth downs deep in their own territory. And then they set up the Colts with more short fields and things kind of get out of hand. But it was 30 to nothing with five minutes left in the second quarter. That's a lot of time to come back. And I think the ability to come back in a way nobody else can. And it's like only Kirk Cousins in the history of the league does this. This 33-point comeback, uh, the 20-point comeback against the Broncos in 2019, came back from two scores twice in week three uh, against the Lions, seven total fourth-quarter comebacks in this season, and the last time somebody made a comeback that was, uh, or the the last biggest comeback was, I want to say, 2015, Washington, 24-point comeback Against Tampa Bay, Kirk Cousins in the, you like that game. It's like only him capable of these massive comebacks. And maybe that's because Kirk Cousins had some mistakes in this game. And, you know, only that spiral is he's capable of in in a quarter. And, but it took so little time to get that far down. You had the whole rest of the game to make it up. Um, There's all kinds of great stories on this. Of course, I'm going to remember the comeback. The comeback is awesome. Imagine watching, watching this game and being like, all I really remember is that punt block touchdown. Be less of a dork. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I guess I don't mean which one will you remember more. I think w- uh, the question is
1: which one is is more predictive moving forward. And I think you answered that with the second half. Yeah, the second half being, for sure. Being a yeah. more normal state of play. For the Vikings, they're now 11-3. and three. Viking fans will tell you that that is all that matters. Is it?
2: I, well, if we asked you those questions last year, I think we would have got similar answers right now. Sure. Yeah, they won the division. They get to be uh, probably two or three seed, depending on how these last couple games go. They'll play at home in the playoffs. Here's where it's at right now. And, and the Vikings do have like a ton of problems to figure out, right? Like that first half had all kinds of like actual real problems. It wasn't just the defense problems. continues to be a nightmare. Exactly. The offense got two first downs and a half like that's unacceptable. Um, they now have three weeks to figure out those problems. And that's kind of the, where they've been in the last few weeks, like against Detroit. And in this game, the Vikings have experimented defensively. They've been doing different stuff. They've been, they called more man coverage against the Colts. They called more quarters against the lions than they usually do. They, they've been them like trying things and seeing what works because obviously if they just rolled into the playoffs with the defense, they did for the first, you know, 13 weeks of the season, that probably would be, shredded like immediately the second they got up against any good offense so they're trying stuff and they have time to try stuff because these last three games are relative to the rest of the league's last three games pretty meaningless to the vikings maybe they lose one spot in the seedings that's going to be it um they kind of have the luxury to figure stuff out but the next thing that really matters forget 11 and three division title blah 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 the next thing that really matters is how ready are they for their playoff game like, how ready are they when they roll into the postseason? That is where the the eyes should be now. Um, and, you know, they could win out. They could be 14-3, and three, but if they lose the first playoff game, nobody's going to care about that. Stay up to date all year on the Minnesota Vikings by subscribing to Locked On Sports
1: today and Locked On Vikings on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Giants moved ahead in the NFC standings thanks to that one thing... That helps you win championships. Before we get to that, though, we'll take a closer look at a career first for Tom Brady. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. As the Green Bay Packers cling to the last morsel of playoff hope that they have left, the way that I'm going to cling to the last morsel of Christmas cookies coming up here, they host the Los Angeles Rams. Bet Online likes the Packers by seven in this one. Not a lot of faith. On the scoreboard being lit up, though. Bet Online has the total at 39 and a half. My goodness. And a special prop on this game is whether anyone from either team will have 100 or more receiving yards. Bet Online has the odds of that happening at plus 150. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today
1: Tom Brady's career record when leading by 17 or more points at home was 89 and 0 entering Sunday. Now it's 89 and 1. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals made a furious second half comeback to come out with an impressive win.
0: It was a tale of two halves in Tampa Bay for the Cincinnati Bengals. They were down 17 to 3 at halftime and come back to win emphatically. I'm Jake Lisco from the Locked On Bengals podcast. And on Sunday afternoon and evening in Tampa Bay, it was a rough start for the Cincinnati Bengals with an interception off of a tipped pass again, plaguing Joe Burrow on the first drive of the game into three straight three and outs, while meanwhile, Tampa's offense was moving the ball and scoring points to the tune of a 17-0 lead, a lead so big that Tom Brady, in his long, long career, has never blown a 17-point lead at home. Until today. The Bengals came roaring back in the second half, taking advantage of takeaways with many drives starting deep in Tampa territory or at least inside Tampa territory and converting most of those chances.
1: Don't count out the New Orleans Saints just yet. The Saints cling to their playoff life after
3: beating the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. The New Orleans Saints not down for the count yet, also not necessarily out of the woods yet either, but hey, sweeping the Atlanta Falcons, always a good time here in New Orleans. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. Yes, the New Orleans Saints have two of their five wins this season against the hated rival Atlanta Falcons, sweeping their division rival here in the 2022 NFL season. So while things have been a bit disappointing here in New Orleans, we are talking about the fifth win here in week 15 on the season. There's still a reason to learn how to lose gracefully and win with all the pettiness in the world. And that's exactly what the New Orleans Saints are happy to do and New Orleans Saints fans are happy to see. Bit, some, some steps forward for the New Orleans Saints on the offensive side, running their offense through key guys like Juwan Johnson, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Richard, Chris Olave as well as Rashid Shahid. Figuring out a little bit more about how to utilize Alvin Kamara, but still more steps to take forward if they want to continue to make waves here at the end of the season. Pete Werner, their starting linebacker, said that they were going to go 4-0 and from this point on before this game. Andy Dalton after the game saying, got one win, three more left to get this season. Can the New
1: The Tennessee Titans, they held Justin Herbert in check. The offense just didn't do its part as the LA Chargers handed the Titans their fourth straight loss.
4: The Tennessee Titans lose their fourth game in a row in a heartbreaker with a field goal at the last second. The Chargers win 17 to 14. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. And the Tennessee Titans offense does what it has done all year long, waste a pretty good performance from the Tennessee Titans defense and the Titans JV defense. At that, the Titans get two turnovers on defense. They limit the Chargers offense led by Justin Herbert to only 17 points But the Titans offense. Continues to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Dennis Daly and Todd Downing combining forces to make sure that the Titans offense cannot do the simple things and score more than 14 points. The Titans absolutely give away a golden chance to win and get back on track. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars are breathing down their next In the AFC South, the Titans are on shaky ground with the first four game losing streak of Mike Vrabel's tenure as head coach. For more analysis, check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel where it's your team every day.
1: Lionel Messi and Argentina are World Cup champions in what is being called by many the greatest World Cup game ever. Messi and Angel Di Maria helped their team to an early 2-0 lead, but France wouldn't go away. Their leader, Kylian Mbappe, rallied the French side back to even with a pair of goals. Messi and Mbappe would then trade goals in extra time to send the game into penalties. Mbappe may have notched a hat trick trying to will France to a victory, but it was Messi's day. The 35-year-old broke the record for most World Cup appearances on Sunday as he made his 26th game in competition. This was also Messi's first career World Cup championship. Pretty much the only trophy he didn't already have. And in the association, the Knicks have a nice early seven game win streak and also an interesting storyline
5: brewing. So do the Knicks actually have a big three? Alex Wolfe here from Locked On Knicks and the Knicks cruise to their seventh straight win against the Indiana Pacers, of course, also winning against the Chicago Bulls on Friday night. And the the big three is kind of like playing like one. All three of Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, and Jalen Brunson have 24 points or more to drive the Knicks in this game. Randle comes up with some huge clutch free throws down the stretch. Mitchell Robinson plays great in the starting lineup once again. Quentin Grimes is still playing amazing as well i mean the knicks really seem like they kind of have something here and i i hate to you know bring up a lofty comparison but i'm starting to get those sort of tingly feelings like in 2020 to 2021 i will do my best as a knicks fan to tamper those down for now but you can hear more of me gushing on locked on knicks
0: another story you need to know
1: no ties in this one in a monster win for the New York football Giants it was a pivotal moment in the playoff chase for both of these NFC East teams the Giants escape with a 20 to 12 win on a goal line stand over the Washington Commanders they advance to eight five and one they are now just they can smell the playoffs at this point here with Brian Dayball at the controls, Patricia Trainer from Locked On Giants joins me now. And and Patricia, what was the difference in this game from the last time these two teams met where no one wanted to win that
6: game? <laughs> two things I'll give you, Peter. First off, the Giants finally capitalized on Washington mistakes. That's, mm. that's number one. I mean, last time Washington made mistakes and the Giants really didn't cash in on, on a whole lot of them. But more importantly, the Giants went back to the basics, meaning... If you go back to what they did at the start of the year when they got off that to that initial hot start, what were they doing? They were winning with defense. They were winning with the legs of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. You know, they were getting creative. So what happened? The defense scores the first points on a scoop and score strip sack by Kayvon Thibodeau. And then the Giants on offense follows that up with a wildcat formation. Direct snap to Saquon Barkley. He takes the ball in for the first points for the offense, and a 14, I think it was a 14-3 lead at the time. And they just basically went back to basics. And by the way, that Saquon Barkley play came to cap an 18-play drive, the longest drive the Giants have had all year. And I think, I want to say in a while, I'd have to go back and look exactly. I haven't had a chance to do it, but I know it's been quite a while since the Giants have had a drive that long.
1: That is a, a lot of play, certainly in this game. And the Giants did not muster... A ton of offense in this game, 288 total yards is not exactly the greatest show on turf, 4.6 yards per play. So what what do they need to do to get this offense humming a little bit more so that they can, if and when they make the playoffs, and now they are on the precipice of getting in, what do they need to do so they can actually be a little bit more dangerous come playoff time?
6: Well, we keep saying it all the time. The receivers got to get their act together. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't have a horrible game, statistically speaking. But how many balls just grazed the receiver's hands and fell right. off of the hands? You know, you look at the Daniel Jones' numbers, and um, I want to say, unofficially, there were about three or four balls that should have been caught that weren't. Jones ended up finishing 21 or 32. He gets another three, four more completions and his numbers. You know, maybe he, he tops 200 yards. Maybe his, his completion percentage is better. And who knows? Maybe there's another score somewhere in there, and this game doesn't have to be this close. So the receiving game still continues to be an issue. Um, the defense, I thought, played well after a slow start. I mean, they're still having trouble stopping the run they've got to certainly fix that I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily going to fix it you know anytime soon it's not like they're going to have new personnel but they've got to do something about that run defense and then special teams has got to stop giving up that big play it seems to give up every single week this time being that big kickoff return that put the commanders in good field position to actually threaten to tie the game and send it into overtime
1: Stay up to date all year on the New York Football Giants by subscribing to Lockdown Sports Today and the Lockdown Giants podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, can Trevor Lawrence lead the Jaguars to the postseason? He sure looked up to the task on Sunday. All of a sudden, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing like one of the best teams in the AFC. In the last four games, the Jaguars have wins over the Ravens, the Titans, and now the Dallas Cowboys, a 40-34 to 34 thriller in Jacksonville. And Duval County is buzzing. From Duval, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars joins me now. And, and, and Tony, what has keyed this run here for a Jaguars team that now it's going to be an uphill battle, but has a chance to sneak into the playoffs?
7: Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and the confidence that Doug Peterson exudes And uh, he's a, he's a player's coach, but he, he, he doesn't shoot. He, you know, he he doesn't shoot, you know, without getting on these guys, you know, he'll tell them what they need to do a few weeks back, maybe six, seven, eight weeks ago. He said, Trevor has to play better period. Well, we can't have that period. Those are the things that you hear. So while he had to earn their trust because of all of the trauma that they went through last year, it is work, man. He has pushed every single button. Trevor Lawrence right now, is one of the five best quarterbacks in the National Football League, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, 318 yards, four touchdowns in this one. And, and he's making it work with a, a mishmash of receivers. They went on and spent real money on Christian Kirk. Zay Jones has been a, a kind of a revelation for them. They went on and spent on Evan Ingram. Zay Jones had three touchdowns in this Cowboys game. Does, does what we're seeing now, I know early on it was easy to say, hey, look, the Jacksonville Jaguars spent all this money and this is their team. Now, all of a sudden, does this does this change the way you view the spending spree from the
7: offseason? Yeah. And no, they're you know, they haven't gotten total value on a lot of stuff, but uh, they have had some guys step up and do some things now for them to go to another level. They need more people and the problem when you spend a bunch of money and you uh, allocate resources is you can't replace them with somebody who's better if you need to, because you're already paying them. But Christian Kirk has shown that, at the very least, he's a very good number two receiver. Zay Jones has shown, at the very least, he's a a decent number three receiver. Calvin Ridley's coming in here next year, right? And then they get a chance to draft some people also. And the way you absolutely go out and start to dominate, first, I think you need a a combination of coach and quarterback. Throughout history, we've seen that work. And I think they have that now. I think Doug Peterson's probably going to be the only guy who ever coaches Trevor Lawrence here in Jacksonville. So that means an, a, another dozen years. Now, once you start with that and that is what you lead with, Peter, now you can start filling in the other things. You can even miss on a player here or a player there. A lot of the contracts they signed two years ago, those guys have played their second season. and It's like a club option on the third where there's a balloon factor. They can let some of those guys go free up some cap space and go out and get some more people.
1: I mentioned those three big wins. All of them were in shootout fashion. The Ravens, they put up 28, but give up 27. The Titans, it's 36-22 in this Cowboys game, 40-34. to What do they need to do to get this defense shorn up a little bit? Because they do have some pieces. Tyson Campbell has been outstanding in year two. Josh Allen as a pass rusher. How do they get a little bit better on that side of the ball?
7: Yeah, it's just a little, a little bit more time. Trayvon Walker didn't play today because he has a an high ankle sprain. They just have to stop they sometimes it, it appears they just go through the motions and Dallas is playing pitch and catch getting five seven yards here and they were just slowly methodically going down the field now when the Jaguars are ahead or when they're playing their light you know when they're playing out of their minds trying to come back that's when you can see the individual playmaking of a lengthy guy like Arden Key that's when Rayshon Jenkins can do what he did today and get two picks and one of them for a walk-off pick six they have guys now that have that attitude. They just have to be able to put it all together. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's assignment. Sometimes it's a combination of both of those things. Get a little bit better on defense, shore it up, and maybe get another guy at, at corner opposite Tyson Campbell. And now you'll be cooking with grease. Stay up to date all
1: gear on the Jacksonville Jaguars by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Jaguars on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And finally, on a weekend where we saw some great comebacks and beautiful performances, there's also what happened at the end of the Patriots and Raiders game. <sighs> ay When asked about the game, what he thought, and what he saw, Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers described what happened.
5: I, saw, uh, I thought I saw Mac open. I didn't see
7: Chandler Jones at the time. So I just was, thought he was open, tried to give it to him. And let him try to make a play with it. But the score was tied, so like I said, I should just go
1: down for real. That's just a brutal way to lose. Wonder what the odds are that Bill Belichick uttered the words, I'm getting too old for this kind of stuff. Because I'm sure he thought it. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, will the defending Super Bowl champs stave off playoff elimination? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.